Welcome to 7 Minutes in NYC, your seven-day-a-week NYC capsule cast where the coolest New Yorkers give you the real deal about the city that never sleeps in less time than it takes to butter your bagel. Hosted by Alex Mito of Superfine Art Fair. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 7 Minutes in New York City. My name is Alex Mito, and I'm here today with none other than Marissa Bridge. Marissa Bridge is an artist with a transformative history from New York City. Welcome to the show, Marissa. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. It is my pleasure. Now, we had this little tradition on this show where we ask everybody a quick question to get to know you and your relationship with New York City a little bit better. And that question is, what is your favorite corner in New York City and why? Okay, well, I don't have one favorite corner, but I will tell you that my favorite neighborhood is the area from 14th Street to 34th Street on the west side. Um, I could pick several corners, 14th and 7th, 23rd and 8th. 34th Street, Herald Square. Um, It's not the prettiest neighborhood in New York. There's a lot of grit uh, and a lot of street action, but that's where I've lived for 40 years. So that's my home area and I love it. And I've people watched on many corners there and and that's the area that's closest to my heart. I love that. And, And I have a lot of fond memories of some of those corners as well. 14th and 7th. One of my favorite restaurants is right there, Coppelia. It's a Cuban diner. I, I used to be 24 hours, which I loved. Now it's not, but I hope it will come back. Um, and yeah, I, I also love that area. It's just got so much energy and it's kind of diverse in an interesting way. So I'm glad you brought that up. Absolutely. Cool. It has, um, you know, fashion people from FIT. It's got homeless, it's got street people, laborers, techies, uh, tourists. It's it's what I love about New York, which is that it's people and you can find a great mix there. Yeah, no, I love that. So let's go ahead and dive in to our question. So you and your husband, Alan Bridge, before his passing, you're both artists. Uh, he ran a project called The Apology Line, where anonymously people could leave apologies of their wrongdoings. And you made a wonderful, wondery podcast about this project. What was that like for you? And could you tell us just more about your experience with that project? With the apology line or with the podcast project? Well, whatever one you want to talk about. We can dive into okay. it. That All might right. have been well, I'll, yeah. I'll start with the apology line, um, mm-hmm. which uh, Alan started in November of 1980. And I met him shortly after that. And it was a telephone confessional. He set up an answering machine and a dedicated phone line to catch anything that criminals or people on the street wanted to talk about. But mainly uh, he was looking for apologies or confessions. And the way he got the word around was he put up posters all around Manhattan in the subways, on lampposts, on the sides of buildings. Uh, Again, this was 1980. So it was a lot easier to get away with that. I don't know how, how much uh, a young artist would be able to do that these days without getting arrested. But back then, New York City was kind of a lawless place. There was not a lot of police, there was a lot of crime, and you could have a lot of freedom to do what you wanted. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, people often look back at that time and it's a bit of like a, I don't know, like a bifocal vision of it, right? Because there's like, you know, some really bad parts. I mean, some of the crime issues that were going on, but also there was a sense of freedom that enabled art and culture to really flourish. So it's it's amazing to hear this. And I always love to surround myself with New Yorkers who were around during that time who can kind of inform me and the people of my kind of, you know, whatever uh, class of uh, generation, whatever. Um, about what the city was like. So I, I love that you shared that uh, with us. Um, so, oh, go on, Marissa, sorry. No, I was just going to say that um, uh, I've had a lot of people reach out for me 
to me because of the Wondery podcast, which I can go into, which is basically the story of Alan's life and the apology line. Uh, And they're really young artists for the most part. And they're really sad that they have to work so hard. Rents are so high and everything cost of living is so expensive in New York. And um, they're very nostalgic for those days that they've never known, but they wish that there was a way they could live that kind of life in New York city right now. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think a lot of people are looking for that and you see some of the shifts to the outer neighborhoods, but also like, you know, there's this question I think that also COVID brought up, which is like, you know, is there a way that we can, I wouldn't say like bring that back, but sort of have the ability to live comfortably in the city and create. So we'll see how things shake out. Um, So Marissa, you speak about your shift from seascapes to finding the garden in your work. Uh, how has your artistic focus evolved and like what do what do these mixed media flowers bring to your art? Well, my trajectory has been a long one because I've been on this earth for a while, but um, I was originally doing all black paintings with no image, just texture in the late 70s, early 80s. And then when I met Alan, he introduced me to scuba diving. And so Ooh. for many years, I was, uh, I did, I went scuba diving and I took photos and I did what I called undersea scapes. And they were basically landscapes of the undersea world. After Alan died, I couldn't do those anymore. It was just too traumatic. I gave up scuba diving. And for several years, I kind of had an artistic block. I had something called survivor's guilt, which is like, you know, why am I alive and able to make art? And he isn't. And so I just couldn't do it. But when I finally got back to it, it was because my sister gave me a flower, a cyclamen, and I had nothing better to do that day than start drawing it. And that opened up a whole new world for me. And I began painting flowers. And then about uh, when Trump was uh, elected president, actually, I felt like I needed to do more. I needed to work with my hands. I needed to get more physical in every way. And um, so I began uh, making them three-dimensional. I started with the center of the flower, building that out and then uh, painting the outside area. But I I ended up wanting the whole thing to be three-dimensional. So they started from flowers and now they're sometimes they're, they're more cosmic. They're like stars or exploding stars, but they all have that kind of center image and uh, objects sort of radiating out from that. That's very cool. And I wanted to ask, did you ever get back to scuba diving or do you still kind of at arm's length with it? Uh, every once in a while, I get a commission to do an underwater painting okay. because that was my early success. I just yeah. did a, a large one last year. Okay. Um, but I just researched. I have an archive of a lot of photos I okay. took, and I looked on the internet and found some other pictures. So, no, I don't go scuba diving anymore. Yeah. It just ruined it for me. I do go swimming in okay. the ocean, but um, I it just can't do it. No, I totally understand. I, I've been there. <laughs> um All right, so guys, we're going to be right back with Marissa to hear a little bit more, but first, a quick message from our sponsors. Superfine Art Fair is the top art fair for connecting directly to the most exciting emerging artists in the world. And what's better, we're coming back to New York this fall with three consecutive in-person fairs from September 23rd to October 3rd. Learn more about how to apply as an artist at www.superfine.world. Limited quantity all-access passes go on sale on August 1st, so stay tuned to Superfine Art Fair on Instagram to get yours. We are back here with Marissa Bridge. So Marissa, you've had an extensive art career in New York. When you look back at it, what has been one of the most impactful moments or maybe like interactions with another person on your career? 
Well, I think that the two most important events in my career were the moment when the moments when I've changed, you know, when I've I've pivoted on what I'm doing. The, like the first one was changing from abstraction to undersea landscape, sort of that that changing to um, adding uh, recognizable imagery. And the second one was when I changed from really basically being at a loss and just, and, re- and recognizing that flowers were something that I really wanted to do. Um, the metaphor of flowers, giving flowers for different reasons. We give flowers when someone dies, we give flowers when we say, I love you. We give flowers for weddings and birthdays and, and um, just getting into the, the symbolism of flowers and they touched a lot of people. And I think that's what um, keeps me going is that people get a lot of um, comfort and solace out of them. And that's basically what I'm trying to do with my work is reach people, give them some hope, give them some some imagery that they can feel positive about, because I think that's what art is about, that it's, it does, art can do a lot of different things. But for me, I want to make people feel better about the world they live in and about, and give them hope. And about feel better about themselves. I love that. I love the idea that art being a positive thing for people, not always, you know, because uh, I feel like art sometimes. I mm, how do I say this? The understanding of art sometimes is that it needs to be like kind of like trauma or whatever. And I actually just had an artist on the show just before you who had a similar viewpoint, and I really love the idea that we can show positivity through art and bring it to people in a way that can comfort them. So. I applaud you for uh, for that and also for recognizing that moment at which you made that shift. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. So Marissa, this has been an incredible conversation, but we do have to wrap it up. Everybody, you can keep up with Marissa on Instagram at Marissa Bridge, as well as on her website, www.marissabridge.com. Both of those will be in the show notes. I encourage you to follow her so you know when the next shows are and when, how do you can find her work. Uh, Marissa, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's been a great conversation. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was all my pleasure. Uh, Everybody, remember, anything can happen in a New York minute. And this has been 7 Minutes in New York City. We've also enjoyed being here with you today. Listen in every day, seven days a week, for more of our conversations with the movers, shakers, and culture makers of the city that never sleeps. Follow us on Instagram at 7MinutesNYC and be sure to post or story anytime you're listening. You can find us online at 7MinutesIn.NYC or 7MinutesNYC.com. We highly encourage you to get on our mailing list for all kinds of fun New York offers. We also send out the weekly schedule of guests every Sunday, so that can help as well. If you're enjoying the show, we'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on your preferred listening platform. That helps other listeners just like you find 7 Minutes in NYC and enjoy our guests' amazing stories. Until next time, New Yorkers and Globetrotters, get out there and make today count.